So it's a good day today. You know, it's a good day every day before I even get into uh, This week, we've had a few awesome things go on. We have a new car out there. Not because we needed a new car, but because a deer decided that it really loved Matt, and it was trying to just, you know, get connected with him, and it connected very well. Um, so, of course, I'm thinking, oh, just everything's going on. You know, you kind of like, it's kind of that sniffly cold season. And I was walking with Mercy, and I said, man, today was just a hard day. I said, I'm just, you know, like, I don't really want to buy a new car. Like, I could do a lot with, with money for a new car. And, you know, so in the, earlier in the day, I maybe was complaining. Um, you know, so then later we're walking, and, and I'm like, today's a good day. And she looks at me. And she's like, um, are you sure today? And I'm like, well, that's what I'm telling myself. I said, that's what I'm confessing. And I look and I'm thinking, you know, when, when, we, were, when we were worshiping, it's like I, would, I wouldn't trade this moment that I'm in. And I'm thinking, wow, it really is good. Like even on my worst days are better than, you know, my best days without God. So that's just an extra nugget. So we've been talking about breaking things into the new year. So we're going to be breaking into new mindsets today. Matt talked last week about breaking bread together, being united in the body. And that's why we're adding connect groups and things like that, because we need to be united. So I'm going to talk about breaking old mindsets. So just remember, as I'm talking about this, you guys love me, right? We're in unity. I heard you guys say it, so it's true. So, okay. I've you guys have probably heard that, like, name it and claim it type thing. People are like, I'm healed, and they just claim it. You know, I'm, I'm rich, and I just claim it. You know, we, we, we do that. I hear Christians all the time, like, well, God said it is true. That is true. But, you know, claiming my healing because I said it, claiming my finances um, changed because I said it, is now, you know, is not always the whole truth. Sometimes it's a lot, you know, it's like, I said I'm healed, and then this person's still sick. What's going on? So we've gotten to this, like, name it, claim it, God said it. I'm just going to, you know, live in la-la land and just pretend. That's not, what, that's not what God is saying. So really, there's no exact scripture that says, name it, claim it. You know, he, your, you know your healing is by faith, and the Bible definitely supports that concept over and over, okay? Um, by saying, we are who... what. God says we are, um, even before it manifests in our life. So when we say, I'm, I'm healed when we feel sick, or we say, you know, you know, God provides all my needs when it looks like, okay, Lord, like I told Mercy, I said, well, I need $6,000 in one week. And, she, and she's like, I said, well, God will have to do it, you know, like, and I'm like, okay, in 72 hours, God took care of that for me. So, I mean, that's pretty good. But it, when I looked at my bank account, I was like, well, should I say that God's going to take care of this for me? Or what should I do? You know what I mean? So we think, okay, are you just saying that and running around in fantasy land? What's going on here? So why does God say, you know, speak this over your life even before you see the manifestation of it? You know, Gideon, God always called him a warrior while he was a scared, small little man. Moses, he was a great mouthpiece for the Lord while he was a running coward who stuttered. God's like, no, but you're going to be my mouthpiece for the whole nation. I waited 400 years for this, or, you know. We got this. You know, the woman at the well, she was the first evangelist while she was a whore. Okay? But God's like, oh, no, Jesus is like, you're, you're going to go and tell everybody about me. 
you're an evangelist now. He probably didn't say you're an evangelist. Kind of just, I think she just knew through the spirit that she needed to share about you. But so if God's doing that and we're doing that, what's the difference of that name it, claim it type um, mentality? So it's that broken mindset that enters when we try to use a formula claiming something without attempting to increase our measure of faith through deeper revelation of God's love, his character, and promises. When we're just like, well, they said it, so I'm going to do it. Well, God said, we try to get this formula, like if I say this prayer at this time and I have someone lay hands on me, this is going to happen exactly, you know. But God, and God does it, but he does it so many different ways. Sometimes it's immediate. Sometimes he's like, I have, I'm working on your character and it's, and that healing, that's still yours. Or that financial change, it's going to come. That peace in your life, you know what? Walk in these things and you're going to have that. We can't make this formula. There's no one plus one equals two in the things of God. Sometimes one, you give one and God multiplies it a million times. We can't think we got God figured out that he did it this way. So if I just do this every single time, I can get God and he lives in this box and I do this, this, and this, and he does what I want. He doesn't work that way. He's God. I don't know if we, sometimes we forget that and we think we're going to keep him in this box and God's like, no, there's no formula for me. His character is always the same, but he does things different every time. I mean, there's times where... um, I have gone and had supernatural favor in something and I go and try to do it the same way and I'm like, well, I did it like this last time. Do you ever feel like that? You're like, I did everything right. I did it, you know. And God's like, well, I'm waiting for your heart to catch up to that thought process. So our faith declaration is an important component for getting our needs met, for health, for joy, for peace. That declaration, you know, like I said, even though I was having a bad day to what looked like, you know, looked like I was having a bad day, I could say I'm having a good day. And what happened in my heart is it began to change and I actually had a good day and it was really good. And so, um, Mercy's back now, so I already, I called you. I said, so then after I made that choice to be like, you know what, it looks bad, but God says, that he knows all of my days before, you know, I was born. And so if every day in the Lord is a good day, it looks bad to the world. So I'm like, okay, God, it's a good day. It, what happened is then it caught up. My declaration became true because I knew the revelation that God was saying. And what he did is then the rest of that evening, he just sent more and more people that I was able to minister to within just hours. And I was like, wow, this is a really great day. Because that's how it works. It's not just saying it. I'm not just saying, it's a good day. I am happy today. It is good. You know? <laughs> Sometimes I do just smile at myself in the mirror when I, do you guys ever, is it just me? Like I practice, usually at work I practice, I go into the bathroom and then I go, and I do different things. So like when I go out and I walk and I meet people and I meet the kids, like I could be having the worst day and they come in and I'm like, hey, how are you today? You know, and things like that because I got to, because I know that that's the truth. Even though I might not feel like it, as soon as you start smiling, look, you guys are all smiling at me now. I see it popping up everywhere. Who's not smiling? I'm after you. <laughs> I'm be chasing you. you know, because then the confession becomes faith-filled and it becomes reality in my life. 
instead of the reality changing my confession, I'm smiling, all of a sudden reality hits, and I'm like, wah, wah, you know? I'm changing it and letting my words that God gave me line up with my faith and go out and change the circumstance. You know, that name it, claim it, it's misused because it did one part without the other. You're saying it just like, God is good, love him, he is so great, he will take care of me. Okay, you know, and everyone's like, well, that's really encouraging, Sarah. If I talk to you like that, you might laugh at first, but pretty soon it gets like you're like, anything exciting happens, someone comes up, hey, this happened, we got to go on vacation. You're like, that is so good, happy for you. Like, after a while, you're like, I don't want to talk to that person, (laughs) never excited for me. Or you're like, something horrible happened, and they're like, they're there. You're like, I came to you for a hug or something. You know, it's just that one part saying it without the expression, you know, the, the expression of the spoken word, but doesn't, when you say the spoken word, but you don't go along with the spiritual laws. They got faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of the Lord. We, there are other parts to it, not just your mouth can move and, and make words. Great, everybody, you know, people can do that. But what are you doing when you put those words together? Who's behind it? What spirit is behind it? You know, what do you know? What revelation do you have from the Lord to go along with that? You know, wise believers consistently call themselves, you know, healed, blessed, joyful, you know, peaceful, but they don't limit their life to just that confession. I'm not going to sit there and be like, oh, I'm just so blessed I have all my needs met and then not go to work for two weeks. You know? I mean, look how blessed I am. And God's like, well, you know, that blessing's going to continue with someone else's name where your name was on that job application. You know, we don't just sit there and be like, well, I'm just going to speak it in and then be like, God, give me, give me joy, give me peace. And he's like, yeah, I am. It's out there. Go walk with it. Go walk with it. It's not just the word. There are, we walk with it in faith and continue to do the things that God has called us to do. We don't just say, by his stripes are healed. We have to know what that means. You have to have that revelation. It doesn't mean stripes of a rainbow, you know. Like you tell a little kid that, the first thing they're going to think is, you're talking about a rainbow. You're talking, you know, I mean, you say that to a four-year-old and they have no understanding of what that means. Or five-year-old or even adults sometimes. The revelation of really understanding that when you have that revelation from the Lord of what that means, that Jesus died for you on the cross. Then it's like, whoa, that can change my life. What does it mean by faith? Do you understand what your confe- you know, how your confession works? Do we understand what it's like to increase our faith? If God says there's a measure, that means you can pour it out. That means we have to continually increase it. You know? That means you need opportunities to have faith. If you never have an opportunity to have faith... You don't need to increase it. We can't just say it. We need to understand why we need to say it. What we are confessing and how to increase faith. Romans ten seventeen says, Consequently, faith comes from hearing the message, and the message is heard through the, wor- through the word about Christ. You need to hear what God said about you. You need to hear what he said about your situation. You need to hear what he thinks about you who you really are, you know, almost everything, if you can figure out, really work on who you are in Christ, everything else just really gets easier and easier. 
need to drink water. Because really what the Bible is, is just telling you about who God is and who you are in Christ. That's continually over and over telling you who God is and who you are in his family. We can't just speak it and claim it and just be like, well, I memorized all of this. That's great. Could memorize. We have to believe it. We have to know it. We have to live it. Have an, you know, and have that hunger for to have that ever-increasing faith. Realizing and understanding healing, provision, blessing, joy, peace, all of that is already part of our covenant with God. You know, we are to release praise. And we talk, like this morning we're worshiping, that's praise. That's the easiest way for people to maybe comprehend praise is during worship, we're just loving on God, we're just thanking Him, we are just, you know, overjoyed, and we're just like, God, we just love you. But praise is in every part of our life. You know, when it says we, we incorporate it, we're not being afraid to lift our hands and surrender. That's really, it's not about, you know, your hands being lifted, is not going to be like, well, when Sarah lifts her hands, bam, it's going to fall. No, it's that my heart, when I lift my hands and surrender to the Lord, God does something in my heart. My hands are just part of my body in this world that is in the natural. But when I say, God, I'm surrendering myself to you, that's what it's doing. I'm not just going to say, yep, it's mine. I know, I already know. I already know what the, I already know how to do that. Knowledge without wisdom looks like foolishness and rebellion. Knowledge without wisdom looks like foolishness and rebellion. Okay, we know the speed limit. We know we're supposed to wear a seatbelt, right? That's knowledge. You know. Speed limit's this. The police, if you drive 100 miles an hour in a 25, you're going to get, that's knowledge that you know, right? Okay, we know that. That's easy. You can know the laws. You know that you're supposed to put your seatbelt on. All of this stuff, we know that that's knowledge. But without understanding why we really do that, we have a lot of people who don't. I know it's probably just me that, you know, speeds or whatever. None of you guys, you guys are totally not lawbreakers at all. Beautiful people. But... And you guys probably all wear your seatbelt. And if you don't, I'm telling you, you don't have to raise your hand. Wear your seatbelt. <laughs> okay? But it's kind of like that. We know we should. But see, what happens is that knowledge makes us foolish, and then we think we're invincible. And you know what really changed? Because it doesn't matter what our head knows if our heart can't perceive, perceive it. It doesn't matter what you know. Some of the smartest people cannot take this out there. You know, I wear my seatbelt all the time. You will never catch me without my seatbelt. I did for 10 minutes in your guys' car. I'm sorry, but it was choking me and I was having an issue. I'm like, great, you're going to have me teach on this, Lord, and I have people that can say she did. It was 10 minutes, I promise. But you know what happened is, I've known that knowledge my whole life. But we didn't really do it when we were kids, and I got into a really horrible accident, and my dad and my sister and me were hit by our school bus, and it was really horrible, and I, you know, we had, you know, back, 
Do you guys know, like, in the 80s, you had bench seats in your car? Well, I busted that with my face like this, just my face. Um, you know, and there's ambulance, and it's just crazy. And at that moment, I had the realization, it went from here to here, that you put your seatbelt on real fast, and never again did I not. Because when something like that happens, it goes from here to here real fast. That's for you. <laughs> fast drivers. <laughs> Seatbelts. But, you know, you realize if you get an accident without your seatbelt, you're going to get thrown. So you realize that. And it becomes here. Because knowing everything, knowing the Bible, and being able to memorize it, that's great. It can really help you if you have that heart knowledge too. But we have to understand that it has to go. Not just knowledge. Not just knowing I can say those words or repeat the laws. Or when I go in and take my driver's test, that I can get you know, every question right. That's not going to help me if I'm doing the opposite of that and I keep getting tickets. You know, knowing it and doing it are two different things. And that's the same with God's word. We can say God's word over our life. We can just, but not believe it. Not have revelation of it. We're just like, well, I'm just going to read it. Everyone else does it, so I guess I'll do it. And God's like, no, it's by faith. You hear the word, confess the word over your life. Um, in Galatians 3, 5, it says, So I ask, does God give you his spirit and work miracles among you by the works of the law, or are you believing what you heard? He's not just doing it by the law. You know, God does have his own laws that he doesn't, you know, he's not just going to come down and kill somebody because he's like, well, I've given you enough chances. You know, he created his own laws that he follows. He does. And so it's not... When we see it's by his spirit that he works miracles among us by believing what we have heard and then we speak it out. I mean, how many of you guys have, have heard someone's testimony and you're like, I got to share that over and over? I do that all the time. Just me? None of you guys? I do that all the time. I'm like, can I steal your testimony? And now I got to the point that I learned this thing through listening. And they said, you know, the first time you share it, you give them credit. After that, it's mine. Like, I take it. I'm going to share. Um, it's that old mindset, name it, claim it, then blame it. Well, I said it, and it didn't happen, so God is horrible. I said it, it didn't happen, so you know, that's not real. I said it, and it didn't happen, so you know, that's a bunch of crap, and I'm only going to believe what I want to believe. Because I said it. Okay, you said it. You're right, you said it. That's why it's important to have that faith-filled confession behind it and know what God is saying. When he says that, that it's true, and that he's going to do that. See, I used to call it the name and claim it, but I call it the name and claim it, blame it. Because the people who lived in that usually are angry by, at God in their life because God didn't do it the way they thought he should or when he thought they should, that he should. You know, we begin to say things like, well, you know, we, we hurt people with that. When we go and say, you know, we look at someone and think, well, they didn't get their healing, they must have sinned. Or they didn't get, you know what, they're living like this, they must have, you know, we think, oh, it must be because of their sin, because they didn't tithe, because their faith is weak. Healing is for everyone. Provision is for everyone. Who told you that lie? I've been to multiple places where people have said that. Who told you that? God never told you that. 
That's a lie. How many of us have believed that lie in either parts of our life or even our whole life? I remember when I first learned about healing, it was like everyone was talking about, well, they didn't get that because, you know, this, or they just didn't have that faith there. They didn't have, you don't know that. God knows that. That's a lie. So if you have any area of your life right now that you have been believing that lie, that God did this to me because I'm a sinner. You know, this is happening to me because, you know, I don't give. This is happening to me because I just haven't read my Bible enough and I don't know enough of the Word, so my faith is weak. God doesn't do that. That's not who He is. He's just not like that. I wouldn't do that to my children, and I don't think any of you that have children would do that to yours. You know? Well, you didn't clean your room, so I'm going to push you down the stairs. See how it feels like to have two broken legs. You know what? Guess next time you'll use those legs and clean your room. Doesn't that sound ridiculous? That sounds ridiculous. We think that God's doing that to us. Well, you did something wrong, so now I'm going to punish you until you feel it. See, we believe that lie that, you know, if we just name it and claim it and say, God, you're doing this. And then when it doesn't happen, we begin to blame and be like, well, it must be because they sin. It must be because, you know, they're weak in faith. It must be because they're not tither and giver. You know, and we start, we start putting that through there and saying, this is what, and God's like, you know, why don't we just work on listening to what I have to say and walking it out? That new mindset is know who you are in Christ and what authority you have. Know that your covenant is a contract. God made a covenant with you and he's not going to break it. He is not going to break it. He doesn't do that. If a contract gets broken, it is on our end only. God does not do that. The key is to know how to access it, to know how faith works. That's not just saying it, that there is revelation behind it, that God says with works, you know, that I'm going to show you what you need to do, how you need to speak, you know. And that's what God always said to me, start smiling. And Matt reminded me of that too the other day. He said, Sarah, you got to just keep looking at the positives. Count them, count them, count them. Because the negatives are not from the Lord. And if you start counting those up, you're going to have an abundance. Because he's going to be like, oh, you want more? I'll give you more, you know. But man, when you start, get a look at that positive and say, you know, that's, God's in that. God is in that. And I have seen this happen, and I've seen this happen. And then you start counting it, and you're thinking, and your heart just begins to get that revelation about what God is saying. And you're like, well, he did that for him. He's going to do that for me. You know what? Did that for her. He's going to do that for me. You know, he loves me just as much as he loves you. And he loves me an awful lot, so you guys are. (laughs) It is, it is what it is. So instead of that old mindset of just, well, I'm just going to say it and walk around and, you know, because that's what a Christian should say. Sometimes I say things that Christians shouldn't say. (laughs) Just, you know, sometimes because, you know what? I'm not worried about performance for you guys. I actually really want joy and peace and love and abundance and health in my life. I don't want just you guys to think I have that. I actually just want to live that 
and then maybe that can be a testimony for someone else. But I actually want those. I don't want people to think, well, you're saying it, you're doing it, good job. No, I actually want those things so that I know that I have to access my faith through his word. And God has always been faithful. Usually not in my timing. So then, probably none of you guys, but maybe just me. But I always want it right now. Always right now. And so God sends me the Holy Spirit. Then he also sends me Matt, who's my helpmate. And he's like, it's going to be fine. I'm like, show me, show me how it's going to be fine. You know what he says? It's going to be fine. But he's, but he's right. The Holy Spirit's right, you know. I just think about this week, and I'm thinking, this was a really great week. And I look back, and I'm thinking, a lot of crazy stuff happened. But then I started looking at all the amazing things that happened. I was like, wow, like that stuff doesn't matter. Where God grew me, what God's doing, how amazing is that? Look to it like that. Like, I'm not just going to say things because I should. I'm going to say them because I believe them. So let's pray.